Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Are You Really Living podcast. Today's guest is Ms. Tidajia Francois. Ms. Francois is from Pompano Beach, Florida, and currently residing in Tallahassee, Florida. Ms. Francois has a large family with four siblings. She obtained her bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in sociology from FAMU. She will be pursuing her master's degree in the near future. Ms. Francois is a third grade teacher and has her own business as well. Let's welcome our host, Mr. Enrio Longchamp, and our guest, Ms. Francois. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Are You Really Living? Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming a good friend of mine, Miss Tideja Francois. Miss Francois, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's been a while. You know, we've been trying to get you on the podcast, but our schedules and, you know, everybody's busy. You haven't been able to stop by. So yes, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited and ready to get into it. Initially, you lived and grew up in uh, Broward County. Currently, you're in Tallahassee. Can you explain and go, uh, tell us how did that transition happen? Of course. So I'm originally from Pompano Beach, Florida, which is located in Broward County, Florida. I happened to find myself in Tallahassee because I went to the illustrious. Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, and I went to school there to get a bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in sociology, and now I'm just here working, trying to keep myself afoot, and hopefully, you know, God's will, I can go back to school. Do you plan on going back to school anytime soon, and what are you looking to major in for your master's? Yes, I'm actually applying to hopefully start in the fall. And I want to go get my master's in either master's of social work or, I'm sorry, excuse me, master's of social work or a master's in human development and family sciences. Ultimately, my end goal when it comes to my degree, I want to be a marriage and family crisis counselor. So I'm trying to get that kick started and going. You went to FAMU. That's, what, uh, that's where you went for undergrad. Did you always wanted to go to a HBCU? I did not. Truth be told, and this might sound a little crazy, I always knew I was going to go to college. Now, which one, I really, truly did not know. I didn't really start to think about it until junior year. And the only reason that I really, really, really started to think about it was because my mom was getting on my nerves and I was ready to have some freedom. And the school, my high school that I went to, um, a lot of my teachers went to FAM. So I'm hearing just a lot of the great thing that goes on, the welcoming community. And then FAM came and visited and gave like a big theatric show. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go there. So I didn't always want to do an HBC. I just wanted to go to college, but it just happened to work out. Can you tell us about FAM's homecoming? Because I was told homecoming at FAMU is one of the best, one of the top. Can you elaborate on that for us? Yes, it goes down. I love FAMU homecoming. FAMU homecoming is just such a different experience. The culture, the outfits, the people. Like, hopefully, you know, one day you can go and you can come up here and, and experience one. But it's the vendors, the kind of food you get, the music you hear. People, when I say welcome me, like you can walk down the street and someone can say, oh, my gosh, I love your shoes. Oh, thank you. I got it from such and such. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. What's your name? You literally, it's so easy to 
network with people on the events. People know how to have a good time and have fun. I'm not saying that, you know, drama doesn't go down every once in a while. But for the most part, I can truly say that it's a week full of events where you can see a bunch of black people in one place and they know how to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I love it. It's so much fun. It's such an experience. And you can really just let loose. To me, I like it. I just think of it almost like a vacation. Even though I'm here when homecoming is in town. I just know, okay, I can react a little bit more. Like, we're going to have some fun. While in FAMU, did you think you were going to be staying in Tallahassee? Or it just happened that during school, you met people, you found a job, and then you happened to stay? Or did you always wanted to stay in Tallahassee? No, I always had plans to leave. But what messed me up was COVID. I'm more of an in-person, visual, hands-on kind of learner. My senior year was the year that COVID came, and it was so hard for me to focus in school. It was hard for me to go to class. It was hard for me to really engage myself when I'm in my bed or I'm I'm in my house. You know what I mean? So my GPA wasn't as high as it could have been, which I think I let deter me. So I took a break instead of trying to go right back into school. That tiny break that I took, I don't know who I thought I was when I got off that break, but I tried to go and do a program where when I graduate, I'll have a PhD. And that just did not do good for my my mental, if that makes sense. Um, I started to honestly have a fear of rejection, anxiety, a lot of stuff was eating up at me. So that messed me up as well. So I found myself staying here and not really knowing what to do next because of a lot of, I let a lot of environmental things get the best of me. You know what I mean? So I definitely did not plan to stay here as long. I wanted to go straight into grad school after my undergrad, but you know, different plans. Life happened. Yeah, life happened. Life was life happened. But after, let's say the next two years or once you're done with your master's, would you move back down to uh, Broward or are you essentially going to stay in Tallahassee? I don't know. I don't want to necessarily say that I'll come back home because the prices down there are just so crazy. And then I also just... You know, like you you had asked me prior, could have been people that I've met here that could have made me stay here. I will say that I've had previous relationships that also influence, you know, my next move, which I don't see or think anything is wrong with that. But I don't want to say I'll come back home and, you know, God happens to bring my husband and that's different friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Tallahassee is also known for college town. How hard is it in terms of the dating scene? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. The mindset here is just fast, 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 and not in the good way. Like, I don't think it's any good way to be fast, but the the way that people will make you feel, it's already really nothing to do in Tallahassee. People who've been to Tallahassee know. Once you've done something, you've done it probably 50 million times, and that gets tiring. What starts to become a thing is, is physical interactions, meeting people and hanging out with people in their personal space or hanging out with them in intimate settings. So at times that can really mislead people. And that misleading starts, that's when the crazy stuff and mad days start coming. And, you know, mad day is when 
two people have to sit down and have that tough conversation of what they really are. And when it's not the same, the ugly, the ugliness and people start coming out. It's so hard trying to find people who is serious about relationships and they want to progress with someone and they want to grow with someone. Everyone here just wants to have sexual intercourse, but not want to really understand or or get to know the person that they're with. And that's where I find a hard time at because I'm not a serial dater. I'm not the kind of person that can talk to five dudes at one time. And that's the culture up here. Like no one just talks to one person up here. If you think that you're the only person that person talks to, you're crazy, you're delusional, and you just need to wake up because everybody has what they call a roster nowadays. And that's really hard for someone like me. Um, I'm not the type to date a bunch of people at one time. That's too much work personally. I can't keep up with the information alive. But, you know, that's what they do now. Like, that's a thing. Like, I find myself trying to talk to someone and almost settling because, like, all right, if that's going on here, that's, that's just what people do. But after dealing with that person, it just made me realize, no, that the generation is just kind of messed up and I just can't date people in Tallahassee or just in a college town. No one has true feelings. Everyone thinks that they're so young that it's it's pointless to get serious or be serious with someone. But the SCDs and stuff up here is crazy, too. So if you don't even want to do it for that, I highly recommend it for, you know, just safety. But that's just not how they do things up here. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. Based on what you've seen or heard, in terms of people when they're dating, bef- before they get intimate, do you think they will get tested? Do they have that kind of conversation? Or that's not something that people usually do? Oh, no. No, 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 no. The sex culture here is extremely, uh, how would I put it? Immature. Like, everyone wants to have intercourse, but no one wants to have hard conversations or answer those questions. Uh, I'll give an example for myself. Um, I started to talk with someone and I felt like I wanted to have intercourse with that person. It felt almost comfortable. It felt like, okay, this is with ease. And I asked that person, what was the last time you got tested? They blew up on me. I was like, why is that such a hard thing to answer? Why are you so defensive? It's because you don't get tested. And that was that made it even worse. So, I mean, to me, it showed me dodge bullet. But that happens more often than you think. A lot of it is just fast paced and, oh, I was drinking or, Oh, I was I was just under the influence and I just want to have a good time. But they don't think to they don't think to stop and actually ask these harsh questions. Like you'll go to the club up here and everybody is locking lips. And I mean locking lips with each other. Like you'll see someone locking lips in the corner with one person and then ten minutes there in the corner with another. It's like I don't know if you know the person, but either way, just it's just the immaturity. It's they don't think as far as people having actual diseases because of the way they look like when I asked that person that and they got defensive it just screamed immature disgusting nasty you don't you're not you're not out here actually practicing safety you're just having fun you know what I mean like it's just unsafe now would you advise someone if they're talking to someone to get tested before they get intimate or what what would 
what would you advise someone right now that is in the dating scene right now? I would definitely advise you to go like to, just to ask those specific questions. However, do not ask those questions if you know you didn't do it either. So like, for instance, I never asked the question of when was the last time you were tested? If they repeat it back to me and I can't answer it. So um, I would definitely, before you try and go and be with anybody else or try to do it, make sure that you are together and you can answer any questions anyone has for you. Or the same things that scare you, make sure that you are on the back end making sure you are okay. But then I would also have grace because I'm not going to sit up here and say that temptation isn't hard or that, you know, someone can have the gift of gab and make you feel like, they just can't be this, this they have to be you know perfect or clean in that sense so I would say you know if you find yourself in that position give yourself grace but actually learn from it if you've been in that position um but if you haven't moving forward just making sure that you're safe and having those tough conversations in the beginning and if they cannot answer the tough conversations in the beginning they're honestly not serious about you anyway. They don't have a plan for you anyway. They don't care about you anyway. So I feel like if that happens, that's a sign in itself and just, just run as fast as you can. In your opinion, how long do you think a person should wait when they first started talking or being in a relationship before they sh can be intimate? Okay, so being truthful, my mindset has changed on this recently um so i would say about a good six months ago <laughs> i would say <laughs> i wouldn't fault anyone for two weeks i really wouldn't fault anyone for two weeks but considering some of the things that i have been through in the past six months um i would personally say until you really just feel comfortable like a lot of people hide behind fake personas or you know, trying to be something that they've seen or watched a bunch of times. So if you could really wait about two to three months, that would really be great because it's only but so long they can really keep up this facade. But I but I wouldn't fault you for a month. I, I would I would I can see a month, but if you could push for two or three, that would be great as well. Just to be sure, just to know who you're working or dealing with because when you're in that honeymoon phase, a lot of stuff can you you can you you bypass all red flags. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> now, what are some red flags that people should be on the lookout for? Okay, so this is the one for the ladies. I was gonna say this for the ladies. If he comes up to you and it's instantly about money, the things that he have, the things that he can give you, the things that. He's not worth nothing. He does not have a plan. He's just trying to butter you. He thinks that you're for sale. He doesn't see you as something that or someone that can help him progress in life. He sees you as someone he can just buy off. And that's what we don't want. That's red flag. I personally think when someone, a man tried to come to me, oh, I got six cars and I got a big house and I make a lot of money. That that just means really you're broke. And you're trying to strangle me along and see how much I'm going to take of it. That's red flag number one. Red flag number two. And I'm so sorry to say it. And it's not to say that you can't or you can't, you can't or you're a bad guy because you don't have these things. But at my age, the way that I feel, if he does not at least have his own 
car that is a red flame. And I only say that, 25 and up, I only say that because it screams no potential. A house, an apartment, okay, I get that. But a man on a mission, a man with a plan, he has to get to and from wherever he needs to go to make things. He's not sitting around waiting for a car, waiting for an Uber. Now, if he, he can take the bus, the car is in the shop for a minute, then okay. But if he does not have a driving history for real, for real. He just got his license maybe around 22. His, it's red flag for immaturity. Because, you know, they already say guys take a minute to catch up, you know, 25 is really 21. So really you have to look out for those little things because it's the little things that really show you. Like that is a huge red flag to me. If you're 25 and up without a car and you've never had a car, red flag. I shouldn't have to say this. If he doesn't have a job, major red flag. We're too grown, who's taking care of you? Cause it won't be me, okay? So that's another major red flag. And I wouldn't say this is a huge red flag, but I would just look out for it. The super sweet talkers, the ones that, you know, they can they can woo you from, from here, put you on cloud 50. You got to be careful because that means that they have been practicing. They said those lines 50 million times. And it has worked 50 million times. You got you to gotta, you gotta allow him to pull a little bit more out. It doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. All these things doesn't really necessarily mean he's a bad guy. But it's just a red flag. And whenever you see a red flag, you got to point out those red flags and get down to the bottom of those red flags and figure out if you want to handle those red flags. So, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't handle it. Do you consider long distance a red flag as well? From experience, yes. I have done the long distance thing and it's too much willpower if there's not a, a strong foundation. It's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it has to take two strong people willing to fight and work really hard for it to work. And it's kind of hard to know if your partner is truly in it because is you can be on the phone for a couple hours or you can be on the phone all day. I mean, you have relationships out here where the, the girlfriend and boyfriend is living together and he has a whole nother life or she has a whole nother life. So it's kind of hard to still, um, to still kind of figure out or see if that, to me, I, I don't think it's a good thing. To me, I don't think it's a good thing or that it works because I just know from experience, it was just not it. It caused a lot of insecurities. It caused a lot of arguments. It caused a lot of just weird behavior. And it just wasn't healthy overall. Like even just minus the relationship, I feel like long distance will ultimately mess up the way you feel about yourself, if that makes sense. Like the whole time I thought I was crazy or something. I really wasn't. But ultimately, it just made me feel like if I ever find a person and we have to do long distance, will it never work? So to me, it put a doubt in my mind, but it's not impossible. All right. So now we talked about the red flags. Let's talk about the good things. What are some of the good things that a lady should be looking for in a real potential man? Okay. So one thing that I think is a super green flag is a man, if it's on the man, who opens doors for you like that is such um, a part of 
chivalry that is just not it's, it's taken for granted i will say and it's not many guys out here who will do that but the ones that actually go out of their way to make sure that you do not lift a finger i don't know is it something about a guy who races me to the car door races me to the to the house door races me to the, to the store door to make sure that they open it for me it just that makes me just feel like butterflies i think that that shows that that's someone who is constantly thinking and care about your best interests and caring about you i think another um green flag is a man who shows his intentions so like earlier i was saying if uh, if they walk up to you and they just start bragging about the things that they have no i feel like when a man truly wants um wants to know you or wants to grow with you everything that they say is going to be intentional the conversation is intentional all of it is genuine as well. So I feel like if you find yourself having a conversation with a dude and a relationship isn't the first thing that comes up. Because let's be real, you don't know me. You walk up to me and you're telling me that you can you can be my man forever. I might be psycho. I might kill you. You don't know what I might do. So I already know from jump, you're not, you, you don't have a real plan for me. But a man who comes up to you and say, I, I, I like the way that you, you carry yourself. I appreciate the way that you look. I would like to get to know you better. And from there, you actually get to know them better. Those are green flags. A man who actually listens to you and wants to know about you and then also allows you to know him. Green flag all day. Because even if you get to that point, that doesn't necessarily mean that has to be your boyfriend or husband. But it's just good to have people like that around you, communicative people. Those are those are green flags of potentials, at least. Another green flag I would say is a man who stands on his word. If he says, yeah, we're going to go out on Friday and never hits you back, I just don't think no. But if, if that's a dude who says, okay, I would like to do this, I would like to do that, or I have this for you, or... Um, I would like for you to see this or I have this book I would like for you to read. He makes it his duty to get those things to you. And I mean, vice versa. Because girls can be have the same intentions as well. Uh, whenever I find myself interested in the guy, I try to reciprocate those things and try to bring a new type of air to the relationship, whether it's friendly, whether it's intimate, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? I feel like a green flag is a man who stands on the things that he says. If he says he's going to do it and he does it, you got to hold on to that. Because whew, a lot of them out here, they, they do a lot of, what is that, Indian lion, Indian giving? They do a lot of that. I have no idea what that is. What is that? It's basically when you say you're going to do something and then you don't end up doing it. Literally, like, I can't remember if it's Indian giving or uh, Indian lion, but I think it's, I think it's an Indian giver. It's the one who 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 makes it sound so good and gets you so hyped up, and they never do. Almost like if some people don't know their dad, and their dad say, "Yeah, I'm gonna go pick you up, so we can go to the park," and they're sitting outside, and daddy never show up. That's the Indian giver. A men listening to this podcast right now, what are some of the red flags they should be looking for in a woman? <laughs> the woman gonna get me, but I don't care because this, these are the things that I truly yeah no. Red flag. If she same thing. If she automatically tries to see what you can do for her. So if you're a dude and you come up and you decide, all right, I want to try and see what this girl's about. 
and you want to test out the theory of, oh, I, I make a lot of money. I do a lot of this and I do a lot of that. And their first thing is, okay, well, where are you going to take me out to eat? Where are we going to go here? Where are we going to go there? That's a red flag. Because it's not so much of, you know, not to say that you shouldn't be taking her out and whining and dining because you should, but it's more so of delivery and intention because it goes back to intention. If um, you can hear in a girl's voice if they're all about what you could do for them, right? So if it's, oh, if we're not doing something, then we cannot hang out, red flag. If we're not going out to eat, then no, I can't hang out with you, red flag. If we're not going shopping, I can't. Red flag. If we, that's just a, a huge red flag. So I think that's a red flag. I think another red flag would be someone who is a little too clingy. I'm just gonna say, if you find a girl who just always wants to be up under you, and I can attest to this because this is something that I am working on, and this I know this is a red flag that I need to work on. Um, if she's a girl that is just always wants to be up under you, always want to know what's going on, it's a red flag for insecurity and attachment issues. And if you're not ready to deal with that, then I did. Now I want to say run fast, but maybe try to be a friend and help her out. I would say that because a lot of girls, unfortunately, you know, of course you guys go through things too where you don't have your father. Um, and you might have a father figure from a coach or things like that. But a lot of girls do not have an, well, really, I really don't know. Well, yeah, I would say a lot of girls do not have an opportunity to actually have a father figure around. You know, some are blessed with great stepfathers step in and actually um, play the role of a father but for the most part you know men are able to find that father role females who do not have that father role and never have had that father role kind of have to go through a whole healing process to get to a point where they're not like that so I feel like that'll be a red flag just for the simple fact of if you're someone who likes your space like your privacy want to be trusted you're not insecure you you understand how relationship the um, dynamics work, then I feel like that would be a red flag. In the long run, it might cause a lot of issues and a lot of resentment um, considering certain situations. Another red flag I would say as well is if she does not um, have like a job. Now I will say, I know for a lot of men, I've heard this a lot, that they don't care. So I know for a lot of women, they're really, you know, probably at home with their parents, not really working, but working, not having real responsibilities or not really taking care of themselves and kind of just waiting for someone to pick up that load. And there's a lot of guys who will pick up that load. But, you know, as society goes, I'm seeing that, you know, the generation is shifting and these guys are thinking 50-50 is all right. So if you are a guy who, you know, doesn't mind that lady working, actually would prefer for that lady to work. Or not even to work, but just have a certain type of ambition about herself, a certain kind of care, a standard of herself. If she does not have a job to where she is like on the job, then that's a red flag as well. Um, you just know that that's going to be another child for the rest of your life. And, you know, that goes vice versa for men, but for the men as well, if you see that she's someone who... Anytime she's just ready to hang out, she's just ready to go out, drink, love, party, all those other things. But when it's time to get serious about some real business, it's, it's a lot of procrastination, whining, crying, red flag. Because, you know, in the long run, if that's the one you want to be, the potential mother of your kids or meet your family, that's not going to hold up. 
I'm not gonna lie, my brothers cannot bring me somebody like that. I will tell her, you better butt up. I don't like it. So yeah. Um, you know the show's called Are You Really Living? So now this is the fun part in that sense. I think you and I talked about this. I don't remember what was your answer in terms of would you go skydiving? Yes, you did ask me that. <laughs> and I said yes, but I also said no. <laughs> it's definitely on the list. When will it get done? I don't know. If I had like if I had the opportunity to do it tomorrow, would I do it? No. Or would I? Next month. But if I could prepare no, 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 no. If I could prepare myself for two years, yes. How about next time you come down, we'll go. Oh, no. Not two years. I'll be back before two years. Perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not scared. You know what? Okay. Okay. All right. We have, a, we have a deal. Next time you're down here, we'll go. Okay. I will prepare myself. Three months. That sounds great. All right. The other thing really quickly. If you were a superhero... What power would you want to have? If I was a superhero, what is, is it called? Um, telepath, like where you can jump from one place to the next. Is it just yeah. next? Yeah. That if I could snap myself to work, just snap myself into the bed, that'd be great. If I could snap myself to a beach, Africa. If I could snap myself to to Paris and then snap myself back, that. If I could snap myself into the White House. And it's not myself back. That would be great. I would go so many places. I want to see the world and travel. You do travel currently, right? You've been to Jamaica. Um, I haven't been to Jamaica. I've been to the Bahamas. I've been to. I've been to some. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Puerto Rico. I've been to South Africa. I feel like I'm missing another one. I think I'm missing another one. I went to another island. Uh, oh, maybe that was. Okay, no, I went to Mexico, but it was I went to two different places in Mexico. That's what it was. So, yeah, no, I traveled just a little bit. I did and dab. I have to do a little bit more. <laughs> As we come into a close, I do know you have your own business. I um, wanted to talk to you about that really quickly. What exactly is your business? And if the listeners want to contact you about the products or the services you offer, how can they do so? Yes, so I do have a business that I am trying to get off the ground. I have been doing this business for two years. I am a braider in Tyler Hastings, Florida. Um, I started braiding originally in high school because if you're down south, then you know they tried to arm and a leg for the braids. And my mama and myself, I was not paying those prices. So I started to braid my own hair, braid my family's hair, braid my friend's hair. And then um, January 1st of 2021, I said, I'm going to start taking this serious. I'm going to see how far I can go with it. And it has actually become my passion. I love braiding hair. It's very tiring. I'm up long hours because I do have a full-time job that I do. So I do my full-time job, but then as soon as I'm done with that, I handle whatever appointments I have. So I do only specialize in braids, any type of braids from the scalp to plaid. Um, with, I do have natural hair um, experiences as well. So if you ever want your natural hair done as well. And I do men's braids as well. So. If you're in Tallahassee and you ever want your hair done, you can reach me on Instagram. My Instagram is T-Y-G-H-T-B-R-A-I-D-S. That's tight braids, but instead of T-I, it's T-Y because, you know, tight, they just tight braids underscore. 
And then from there, I have on there my email, or you can DM me for any appointment. And if you know you're feeling extra, follow me. You can follow me on TikTok. A lot of my content really comes from there first. So, and my talk, uh, my TikTok is the same: T Y G H T B R A I D F underscore. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. I look forward to seeing you in three months, so we can jump out that plane. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. The questions was great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Are You Really Living podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep growing. And most importantly, keep living your best life. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.